Competition can be fierce in the game called love. But what happens when your competitor leaves behind a legacy that is etched into your partner's heart? On today's show, Mr. Jackson is here to find out if Ms. Hawkins can make room for a new love or if it's time to hang up the gloves and admit defeat. Let's hear their case. Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Starr presiding. Your Honor, this is the case of Jackson versus Hawkins. Thank you very much. Mr. Jackson, you opened this case today because you fear your girlfriend, Ms. Hawkins, isn't ready to walk down the aisle, and you need to know the truth. Yes, Your Honor. And, Ms. Hawkins, you say it's Mr. Jackson, not you, who has driven a wedge between the two of you. You say his lies, laziness, and jealousy are the real reason you two find yourself in divorce court. Yes, Your Honor. Okay, so, Mr. Jackson, you brought this case. Tell me why we're here. So, uh, you know, me and Ms. Hawkins met uh, at my part-time job about three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, when I seen her, I was, she was beautiful, you know, so I approached her, asked if I can take her out. You know, she said yes. So I ended up taking her out, and then what attracted me the most to her was when she said, this is going to be our last time going out. I was like, yeah, this woman's amazing. She's strong, beautiful, and confident. Times went on, we've been, everything was good. And then, you know, her child's father came in the picture. You know, he started watching her son at, at, at her house. Mm-hmm. That's, that's when our relationship took a drain, and we ended up stopped talking. Okay. So you broke up for a bit? Uh, we stopped talking for a couple of weeks. Then she ended up pocket dialing and butt dialing me. We ended up talking back. Mm-hmm. Started talking about becoming a family, getting married moving in with each other, because the time when she did leave, the first time, you know, I realized, like, man, like, that's the one, mm-hmm. you know? So if, if I ever get back talking with her, she's not going nowhere. I'm going to be here forever. And then and what changed? The passing of her son's father. Okay, so you think that figure looms largely in your relationship? Yes, it does. Miss Hawkins, I can imagine that somebody that you used to have a relationship with, and uh, that's the father of your child, their passing can be traumatic. Yeah. But you were in a relationship with Mr. Jackson and you decided to maintain that relationship. Yes. How did it go from him feeling so wonderful about the relationship to now wondering if it's a real relationship anymore? After he passed, um, I did have to get my son in counseling and, Mm -hmm. you know, different things. I do have an 8-year-old that comes first. You had to take some time to grieve the loss and to make sure that your child was in the best position to succeed and get through such a traumatic loss. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay, so, Mr. Jackson, why don't you start to walk me through what has happened to make you want to come here and question your relationship? Well, before that, it was the name-calling and the picking and just degrading me. I do 10 hours a day working from home. Are you successful at it? Uh, Yes, yes. And what a lot of people don't understand is when you're working from home, you're actually working. You're just not at home, just not doing anything. Oh, that's me. I work from home all the time. And I have my ritual. You know, I get up, I shower, I do some exercise, I have my breakfast, but then I go to my desk where it's time to work. Is that correct? Correct. So the perception of me being at home, I'm lazy because not everything is getting done because I'm at home. On the outside looking in, I also have a job that I have to do. So, you know, my 15 minutes, you know, I throw a load in, I wash dishes. And then it's just the degrading, you know, as far as, like, I'm not good enough or I should be doing more with my life, but I put my life on the back pedal so she can do more with her business and what she has going on as her entrepreneur. So, you know, me working from home I'm, allows me to watch her son while she's out and about doing whatever she needs to do. 
I pay all the utilities. I pay a little bit half of the rent sometimes. And sometimes I even tell her, like, you know, it's okay. I take care of this whole month. You just focus on what you need to focus on. So you pull your weight financially. Yes. And you help her with her son. Yes. Because she's a package deal. If I'm going to be with her, I have to have some type of relationship with her son. I'm not going to not allow myself to talk to her and not have some type of relationship with her son. And that's my little man. Like, he has a dear spot in my heart. Now, Miss Hawkins, I'm going to tell you, to the women in the audience, I see head shaking. They're going, okay, if you don't want him, <laughs> I shall take him because he sounds like he's doing all the things he's supposed to do. What's going on? He does not watch my son. Just recently, he started watching my son when my mother moved out of town. That was the person who always watched my child. We live together. So if I'm not getting off till 7 and my son come home, he's home because we all live together. Got it. So, uh, okay, we can say that. Does he carry his part of the financial burden of the family? Yes, and I do as well. Absolutely. So you all are in a relationship. Basically. So we both go half on the rent and he pays the utilities. Okay. So that's like an extra $300 a month. And it's like he goes overboard, like, I pay this... Like, you only pay $300 more than me, but I bought the food, I bring the food in, I cook the food, and what I need is somebody that's... We're on the same page and a team. When her son's with me, I have to feed him, so, of course, I gotta cook. You know, it's just... He's just not starving. He do be starving. Um, I will leave work, I pick up my son from the bus, and then I bring them food. So, I make time for my son as well. So it's not that he's cooking, like getting up, making full meals. If anything, is warming something see, up. He barely cooks for his own See, stuff. and I work 10 hours, so like... This is what family does. You have to do compromise because a kid may have basketball or soccer or football he practice. Does. He has boxing that I take him to. I'm not complaining. He's here complaining about... I take him, drop him off at home. He's there with you for three hours. Yes. But when I come home, I'm cooking dinner as well. Don't forget, I just bought y'all lunch because I know that you can't do much. My son will warm up him some food if he needs to. So this charade that he's putting up that I have to cook, I have to clean, he, he doesn't do any of that. But I do do it. When she gets done cooking, I wash the dishes. Sometimes she works a double. She won't get off till 10 o'clock at night. I, look, I you have take to... responsibility for yes, the family for correct. that. Correct. And that's when I step in. You know, hey, you might have to go do something. Don't worry about it. I'll go do this. And I'm not saying... I'm not up here complaining that I have to do it. I'm doing it because I love you, because I mess with you, because I don't have to do none of this stuff. I want to do this. I don't... I so don't you're not complaining yeah, about not doing complaining. it. I love doing this, because I don't... Cause I have a but you want acknowledgement for correct, doing correct, it. Correct, correct. Because I want it to be out of love. Don't bring me food because I'm watching your son. Bring me food. I'm not. I'm bringing you food me. so he can eat, because you don't have to feed him. That's why I'm bringing you food. So that I'm clear, she's been bringing lunch home to make sure... That my that, son... That, that her son, son is okay. Correct. ...can eat. Correct. But you reap a benefit because she's going to make sure the child has food and you don't have to stop in the middle of your day and feed her son lunch. I think if y'all just sat down and talked about this, this could be resolved fairly easily. It's just the love that somebody's thinking about me, like, oh, I know you're at home working 10 hours a day. Mm -hmm. Are you hungry, baby? Let me come get you something. That you. may be then... a discussion that you all need to have, but that's not a reason to come to divorce court. We plan on doing a destinator wedding, but the pandemic happened, so we called it off. Absolutely. Forget the wedding and all that. Let's just go downtown and let's get married. First, she did want to do it, and then she, once it was starting to get close, she started to change her mind. I want to do it because I'm in love with you, and I want you to make you my wife. Love is not enough. What yes. else is going on? It's, it's the name calling. She calls me, you know, she calls me fat. 
I you think are not fat? Her family say I'm ill-built. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I picked up some weight because of COVID, because of the pandemic. I work from home now, so, you know, I'm not at the gym as I normally go, so... You... So, apparently, I'm, I'm, I'm fat, I'm Ms. lazy. Hawkins, he's not fat. He, I know he's not fat. He, he's a drama king. I don't know if you That's guys have... That's why she laugh when I say her family, you say I'm ill-built. Well, That's I don't care what her family say. Yeah, and you're not, like... No, no, I mean, seriously, step out for one second. Yeah, like... Just step out for one second. He loves attention. You know so. good and darn well that even if this child called you fat, you are not fat. Look, so why do you care? I picked up this gut. But guess what? Go back. <laughs> Thank I you. Pick, I picked okay, up this... but I don't understand why you care. It's his own insecurities, which is why we're here, and that was a perfect example of his mom, his family, or whoever you feel say that. You call me fat. I know I'm not fat. I never called you fat. I say, I say you beautiful. I say you perfect. Fine. I say... He I, is a drama king. That's fine. I, I called you fat. You like, all are doing tit for tat for no reason on this. You said something earlier about her not being into you. Correct. You're concerned Miss Hawkins is not as in love with you as you are in love with her. Correct. Because that is why we're here. Yes, we're supposed to uh, get married. We plan on doing a destinator wedding. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, but pandemic happened, so we caught it off. Absolutely. You know, she'd be going through her stages when she'd be feeling a lot of grief and she feels like she's alone. And I'm like, hey, you know, I want you to feel that you're not alone and I'm here with you. Forget the wedding and all that. Let's just go downtown and let's get married. First, she did want to do it, and then she, once it was starting to get close, she started to change her mind, like, oh, no, I want you to drop down on your knees, propose to me, right? Every, I, I every woman wants the, the, wants the romance, I know, but wants th- that. That's going to come later. I'm in it for the love. I'm not in it for the material. I, I, I want to do it because I'm in love with you, and I want you to make you my wife. But here's the thing about falling in love with somebody and being in a relationship. Love is not enough. Well, it can be enough. I mean, I love my husband with all my heart and soul, and that's enough. And I know he feels the same way about me. But we speak the same language. Yeah. The things that make me happy, he wants to do. The things that make him happy, I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Jackson, what makes you happy? Someone just to show me appreciation, just know, know that, you know, what you're doing, it, it feels good. And I'm going to be honest with you, food feeding me makes me happy. It's just <laughs> the simplest thing. It's just somebody that's thoughtful and thinking about me. So your love language seems to be act of service. You like somebody to show affection yeah. and acts of service. Yes. Ms. Hawkins, what do you need in a relationship? So what I need is someone who is goal-orientated as, like me. Like, ah. you know, we are on the same page. Like, you've been working on wanting to write the book for a year. He probably only wrote, like, one or two pages. When you, you get off work and you don't do anything, like, clean up, he watched anime and he's caught up on every season of whatever show he watched. But all I ask for you to put that same thing is into your goals as what I'm trying to do. Mr. Jackson, you know in order to build a successful marriage, a strong family, you do have to be on the same page. And we, and we are. You, now, you heard her list of all those things that she's doing. She's in school. Mm-hmm. She's working. She's working on her own business as well. So who do you think is taking care of her son as she's you... doing all this? You do not take care of my son. Your son doesn't be there while you're doing all this? If he wants to be there... Your son always wants to be there. Me and her he son has a good relationship. Home, Me and her son has a good relationship. I'm not dealing with the son right now because yeah. this young man is one element of this relationship, a big element, no. because he comes with the package. And the greatest gift I got in my marriage was I got a bonus child. Correct. Yeah. However... I'm trying to get to the bottom line of what is keeping you two together. Are you ready for a commitment? I feel like we are here today and nothing that we talked about... I promise you, I go through counseling, therapy, do whatever you want me to do.
If you'd like your case to be heard on Divorce Court, call us toll-free at 1-877-311-2222 or log on to our website at divorcecourt.com. Missed a show? Watch full episodes on our streaming platforms and follow us on social media for exclusive content. You said you want to get married. I have not once heard Ms. Hawkins say she wants to get married yet. You said something about having children. Yes. You all haven't even gotten your communication down being good and boyfriend and girlfriend yet. But we had great communication. Like, we've talked about marriage, we talked about family, we talked about all this stuff. Like, everything was going good until the passing of her child's father. And that's when all this stuff, as far as with us not being able to communicate, started to happen. So this is why I'm acting like this, ah. you know, because I feel like I'm in second place. I can't really say nothing about it because if I say something about it, oh, he's, he's, he's not here, you're tripping, you're crazy, this and that. But, like, when I go home and I see pictures of them as a family in a room, I, I feel some type of in way. In my son's room. So how did that make how... you feel? Ms. Hawkins, how long ago did um, your baby's father pass he's away? He's been gone for a year and a half now. Did you get a chance to have any additional therapy? No, I have not. And I feel like I'm fine, but I totally understand what he is saying. I do feel like he's jealous. He shouldn't be because the person's not here. I'm not having no child by somebody I can't even communicate. I'm not marrying someone and getting into a... That is a business. This is a partnership. We are a family, so... He has no structure, and I feel like as a man, you should carry yourself as a man. And I'm really honestly over this relationship, so. Mm. Mr. Jackson, did you hear what Ms. Hawkins just said? I get the feeling that's probably one of the first times that you all have communicated back and forth where she has stated pretty definitively that this relationship is broken. Um, you know, without communication, there can be no relationship. You two people understand that, right? Mm -hmm. And without respect, there's no love. Without trust, there's actually no reason to continue. I agree. And if you all can't trust each other for building of a future, if you can't be goal-oriented towards that future, I'm not sure that I see a future. I know, Mr. Jackson, you said that you wanted Ms. Hawkins to make a decision. You came here hoping that you'd get the truth. Yes. Ms. Hawkins says she loves you, but she's still working through some things. Correct. She needs time to grieve the loss without you feeling insecure about it. Right. She needs time to allow her son to grieve the loss without you feeling insecure and unstable in your relationship. Ms. Hawkins, you say that you need him to give you your moments and to be more goal-oriented towards your future together. Correct. That's what I've heard. I want to give you both the opportunity to say one last thing to each other before I give you my recommendation. I really came down here just to figure out what was the reason why we really didn't get married. Was it because I didn't have a ring? Or was it because it was something else? Because I really wanted to be in this relationship. I really, truly love her. And I feel like she's the most amazing person I've ever been with. And it's just like you said, I didn't, I didn't give her the right time to grieve. But I do want to be when I do love her. So I brought this ring here to let her know that I do want to marry her. So you're ready to make a commitment? Yes. Ms. Hawkins? Yes. Are you ready for a commitment? I feel like we are here today. And nothing that we talked about... I promise this... you, I'll go through counseling, therapy, do whatever you want me to do. 
That's this like nah, Mr. Never. Jackson. Yes, ma'am. I just we didn't we just talked and then this is it. Like I said, I feel like we need to communicate. You just jump to big things and be like, okay, everything fixed, let's do it. You just had a whole list of complaints about me, but now you want to make me your wife. No, you just had a whole list of things that I don't do. So I just feel like somebody who loves me and show that I, that's who wife I want to be. That's who kids I want to have. Sometimes I feel like this is a joke. Like, are you serious? Then you just have a whole list of things that you just said. See, but that's the thing, I don't like it. I'm willing to talk about it and let's figure it out because I feel like there's a miscommunication here. Mr. Jackson, like... there's definitely a miscommunication. Ms. Hawkins is not ready for marriage right now. I'm not sure if you're the one. She may be ready at one moment, but she's not ready to marry you. I'm not sure if you hear her, so I'll be the one to tell you. She's not ready to marry you because she needs to have time to be the whole person that she is. Ms. Hawkins, you probably shouldn't have jumped right into a relationship until you had the opportunity to really grieve your previous relationship. And if you were already in the midst of it, you might need to have said, I'm going to need a break. Yeah. Because something tells me that there's a little guilt in you that you weren't with your baby's father at the time he died, that you were with somebody else in another relationship. And that's why you're not having the time to grieve. My heart says that it's not so much about what you lost in a mate, but just you weren't there. I don't know you, but I saw it and I felt it. If you love her, you'll give her the time to find out what she needs. And this may come back around. But Mr. Jackson, don't put that pressure on the two of you because you don't want a wife or a mother of your children who's not 100% committed. And I don't think Ms. Hawkins can be 100% committed right now. And it's not really fair to ask her to. Give her a moment to breathe. And you, sweetheart, breathe. I didn't want you to talk about... I feel like you think that's a joke, and it's not a uh, joke. It's not this a is joke. really life. I and know. I feel like you think it's a joke. It's not. And but... I asked you not to do that, and I... you did that with that ring. You know, it's always sad when you see a relationship that had potential, but you know it's not ready to go to the next level. Yeah, he, he definitely didn't give her an opportunity to grieve and to let him know her love language. I was embarrassed that he wanted to ask her to marry him here when it's so clear they were not speaking the same language. Oh, I knew she wasn't going to say yes. I mean, when I proposed to my wife, I had a, an idea she was going to say yes. <laughs> oh, please, you've been with her since the dark ages. <laughs>